0: Presence. This show is produced by Business Radio X. I am Mark Galvin, your host, and we are coming to you live from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio inside the Sinesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel. And we are in the midst of a real interesting time in um, just in Everything that's going on in the world is really interesting right now. I saw something in the Wall Street Journal this morning talking about stagflation, and I had forgotten what that meant. So stagflation means that uh, the economy could be contracting and inflation is getting is going up. So not a good thing. We're actually in an interesting phase of our of of history and business. And as a result, I, we're going to have a guest today that's going to help you make sure that you, you the business person out there, can manage through whatever is coming our way. So we are so glad you are here. Our shows are all featured on our YouTube channel as well as all of our social media sites. We would love for you to subscribe wherever you're watching from because that way you get a notification when we go live. And you can see it right there on the screen. Hit that button on the bottom of the screen that you're watching at now. If you're on YouTube, LinkedIn, Facebook, or Twitter, make sure you follow us on each of those. So what are going to talk about today? We're going to talk about how you shore up your revenue streams in light of what could be happening to the economy. Also, how do you win clients that are maybe a little bit on the fence? And finally, we'll get into how you can win sales without harassing your clients. Now, these are all great topics, and I think all of you will find these really, really valuable. So if you have a question... Even though we're live at Business Radio X, you can punch them in right on the screen. I'm I'm awfully excited here. I'm multitasking like nobody's business because I can see your I can see your questions right on my screen. So I think I can. There we go. Now I'm on the right spot. So if you have a question just stick it right there on the screen and I can serve it up to our guest today. All right. Who is this great guest? Well, this person is so good at what he does. He is back, not for the second time, but for the third time on How's Your E-Presence. And it's Adam Shapiro. Adam, welcome.
1: Thanks for having me
0: again. Uh, you know what? You, there is just some sort of magic in the way that you, I don't know, what's that word? There's a French word that, you, you know, it means you can't quite put your finger on it. I can never Je remember. Quoi. Yeah, that word. That You've got that down. It's because I just can't keep you away from my speed dial. Hey, Adam, I need for you to show up. In, <laughs> yeah, Sounds see, like you're
1: describing a cockroach. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, that's actually really interesting. Do you are you susceptible to um, that? You know, bug spray does that does that hurt you more than Or do you breathe through your chest? That's actually the question I should ask you.
1: Mosquitoes love me, <laughs> so I'll take whatever I can get.
0: You are a guy that has great experience with sales, right? And I'm going to do, I show a little bit. Of, I'm going to share a few things on your background. So you're president of Sales Reform School. You were VP of Sales of Innovus. Now, Innovus, that sounds real familiar. They're a local it?
1: company. They were Electronic
0: Commerce and EDI 17 years ago. Yeah. All right. Okay, cool. But what's most interesting about your history is that you got a law degree so, you're technically a lawyer and you're sitting here going to talk about sales. Some how would say
1: I grab my reform school name because I'm a reformed lawyer.
0: Oh, good. Well, how does that happen? How does somebody go from wanting to be a lawyer? I mean, you, you got a, a poli sci or a history degree. Uh, I have before. a history degree. So, you, your undergrad was history, which meant you're kind of thinking law. You so, go, my, how does that happen?
1: My perspective when I was 18, 19, 20 years old is I'm smart. Smart people are doctors and lawyers. Didn't do well in freshman biology, so I guess I'll be a lawyer. <laughs> freshman biology. Got to, got to UGA Law School, made law review, did pretty well there, got to the silk
0: stocking law firm, and I just hated it. Oh, really? I just hated it. So how many years did you actually practice law? Let's give it three. Three years. That, not long, quite frankly. Not long. And you went from law to what? What did you do?
1: Actually, I went from law to writing about the law for a newspaper here oh. in, locally, the Fulton County Daily Report.
0: You became a journalist.
1: And it didn't last long of that, but the owner of the Fulton County Daily Report started a tool called Council Connect, which back in the day was America Online meets Lex- LexisNexis. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, well I, could right, run, I, well, I could run that.
0: Folks may know what America Online is. Tell everybody what LexisNexis is.
1: Think of it as, a, as, a grant, as Google before Google for research okay. for lawyers. Yep. So the idea was, how can we get lawyers from around the country talking about the law, yeah. setting up community? building up networks themselves, referring business to each other, and then adding content into the system. Think of it as like a early days of a Bolton board, if you will. Yeah, okay. Well, I ran that for the southeast. I did really well. Still right. didn't like the lawyers. <laughs> <laughs> so, about, so Christmas Eve day. What year was that 1996? Okay. Yeah, I cold called the senior VP of sales at what was then Harbinger Corporation here in Atlanta and said, hey, I'd like to get a job in technology. Hmm. Why did I call then? Christmas Eve Day.
0: Christmas Eve Day, 1996.
1: I figured that was going to be the day that his assistant was going to have the day off.
0: Oh, okay. Well, smart. You're already thinking like a salesperson. And Back
1: then, he picked up the phone. He did. He said, not only are we hiring, here's the two names of my my sales directors. Call them. Let's call it two months later, I had a job.
0: Oh, nice. And I was on my way. All right. Good. So you have all sales. Is, is it in your blood? Do you have family that does sales?
1: It didn't start out that way, but it ended that way. Okay. It ended up my, my mother actually was in sales for years after being a house after being a housewife. Okay. I was like 13. She started selling for getting to know you, which would send new homeowners address books, phone, yeah. phone directories. Okay. And in the phone directories would be ads from local businesses. Got it. Sure. My mother killed it selling that. Oh, Really? had no idea my father ended up doing uh, manufacturing rep work as well so I guess you could say it's it's either in my blood or in my nurturing
0: yeah all right good so you've been on the show twice now which is absolutely hilarious I was joking about it but um, in 2019 you were on the show Uh, makes me feel old we've been doing the show that long Mike I feel old officially we've been doing this show for so long and you also joined us virtually for a show that, uh, where we do our online show. So I just want to thank you, honestly. All joking aside, whenever you come on, you bring great content, and, and I have a lot of fun talking with you.
1: So I'd like to good. think you. You created or born the Basement Podcast for business.
0: <laughs> I'll take that moniker. Wasn't that May
1: 2020? We're like, yeah, I was yeah. in my basement, uh, and we were talking, and we were podcasting.
0: Well, and you know, and, and going through going through coronavirus and, and uh, trying to stay connected to people was was really hard, frankly. And so, uh, it was a good way to stay connected, that's for sure. All right, I was going to ask you the question, why do you do and and what do you do and why do you do it? But I don't need to. I think we've already got that answer. Okay. When we were talking about your bio, so I'm going to get right into the meat of the matter here. So here we are. I mentioned in the in the lead in that we were, you know, we are in a teetering, we're in a questionable stage of our economy. We don't know. Well, we kind of know where we're going. And um, as a business owner, I would be worried looking at what's happening next. And I would go to my director of sales or whomever is in charge of my sales uh, at my company and say, "All right, we need to shore up revenue, right?" You're you are now officially. I bless you as my director of sales. What do you do to make sure that you are shoring up revenue for whatever the immediate immediate quarter, the immediate six months, or maybe next the next year presents?
1: What I'm about to say is probably true forever. It's your evergreen comments, okay. but particularly now. So, if you think of shoring up revenue, which is what you, you asked about, by the way, my expertise is in the B2B world. I do have some clients every now and then who are working in the B2C, business to consumer world. Right. But I'm mostly going to limit my, my remarks to areas that I know best about business to business. So, there's really two things. First of all, look at your current pipeline. Hmm. Really analyze your pipeline. And what does that mean? First of all, if we've given proposals out, are they, have they committed to getting back to us from those proposals? Do we know what's going, what they're doing with them? Is there a joint work plan or a sequence of events that's gonna happen from the time they get that proposal to us implementing? Has that been mapped out and agreed to? So this all falls under the alignment Mm -hmm. uh, topic, if you will. So I would ask my sales reps, all right, let's make sure we've ironed out a plan. Some would call that a closed plan within all of our accounts where we're heading towards, or we're at proposal stage. Cause we need to know, those are, we need to know that's yeah. gonna happen or not. Right.
0: A little bit. So I would say if I'm sitting as in, in the room with you as your salesperson, I, notice what just happened. I was the boss, now I'm the salesperson. Right. If I'm sitting in the room with you as a salesperson, I'm, I'm gonna feel some pressure, right? That's what I'm gonna get from you is like, okay, here's some pressure. Let's, let's get these proposals locked in. Let's know where they are. A no, quite frankly, in sales, can be a good thing. To know that they're a no is not a bad thing. It helps you save time and move on to something else. But let's figure out, let's either convert them, let's get them contracted, or get them off the, well, whatever you want to call that. So there's one the other proverbial, porcelain, whatever.
1: Yeah, there's one other thing I want you to consider, though. Yep. Let's say from end of 2000 through a month ago, <laughs> a month and a half ago, even, people were buying... With less of a business case than was necessary. Yeah, we'll throw some money at that. We'll try this. We'll try that.
0: Uh
1: Right now, I'm hearing from my customer base, if there's not a tight business plan, business justification, business case, for why this company should buy from us and buy from us now, Mm -hmm. we need to go create that or figure out if there is one. I actually asked someone I was coaching yesterday, if you were the CEO of your prospects, and you had to make a presentation to the CFO saying why the CFO should say, yes, let's spend money here. What would be in that business case? How well, would you how would you justify this purchase? Right. And if this and the seller, if the sales rep can't describe that business case, well, they got to figure out how they that's can. the first problem. Yeah. If they haven't communicated that business mm-hmm. case, that's the second problem.
0: So really drilling in and sharing or knowing what your value is is important and if you don't know that as a salesperson figure it out
1: so with your current open opportunities we're talking about business value and timing Yep. now the, the second part of this answer is about your current customers okay if you are a company that sells stuff services products whatever it is software for that matter to folks over and over again in other words they have to renew Right, or you have other stuff you're trying to sell to them. Subscription services, subscription based account. services, would okay. count. Exactly. The old adage is it's twice as hard to sell a new prospect than it is to sell your current prospects. Right. If you have something called customer success or an account management process, it's time to get make sure that's actually happening.
0: Okay.
1: Are your people in touch with your current customers? Are they happy? And if not, fix it.
0: Because mm, sure they're the they don't ones go who're going to buy
1: from you before. New, new logos or new customers. So let's shore up our current customers as well as our current opportunities.
0: And I think that one of the things that I, I like to talk about is understanding why people buy from you. We think it's one thing, oftentimes it's another. It's another good reason you could reach out to these customers, shoring them up, but also saying, why do you buy from us? What value do we bring?
1: You may have, you may have seen this. I have a account management or account growth cycle that I teach where uh, you tell me, how annoying is it If you're a customer of mine, I haven't called I haven't talked to you in about three months, six months, a year, two years, and suddenly I say, "Hey, I got a new thing to sell you."
0: Oh my God, yeah, I don't want to talk to you.
1: But what if instead I said, "Hey, that thing I sold you three months ago, six months ago, a year ago, two years ago, How's that going? Mm. Did we reach the goals we were trying to reach? Can we document that? Can we put together that success story? I want to make sure you're an all-star also. Once they say yes and we get that story written, now I have an opening to say, by the way, we did so well with that, how about this? And now I can sell more to them.
0: I think that's brilliant.
1: But if you start to sell more to your current customer base without making sure they're happy first and documenting that happiness, you're gonna get in trouble.
0: Yeah, and so how often does that cadence need to happen for most orgs? And it's the salesperson. So the salesperson, whoever's in charge, how often do you think that they so should do that So the
1: easy answer call? is, uh, it depends. But, right. but I'll say that <laughs> if you have something that is implemented or used or consumed and there's an imp- the start date with it, like a piece of software or uh-huh. a software as a service or a subscription, you should be having quarterly business reviews with that customer.
0: Quarterly. Okay. At, at a minimum. Good.
1: If you're regularly dropping off stuff for them, every time you drop off stuff is an, is an opportunity to speak to them about how you're doing.
0: So, an example of that would be I sell fish to a restaurant. There you go. Right? Now, my, my shipping guys are going to do that. But me, as the, as the uh, if I'm in the sales part, I should probably make sure I'm making that route once a month. If probably. it seems
1: to you haven't spoken to them in a while, you, it's taking too long. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's, that's an interesting point. It's kind of like, it's a gut thing. Gosh, I, I, should, I need to reach out to them.
1: Why not ask? So... Mr. tour, how often would you like to check in to make sure we're doing well?
0: Yeah. You know, I think that de- that also is a depends. I got a follow-up question. Yeah.
1: Well, I'm not really sure. How about monthly, and we set a 15-minute check-in on our calendars. I'll send you a meeting invitation. We can blow it off five minutes beforehand, or we can get on the call and have that call then. T- but at least it's there, yeah. so I'm not wondering what's up, and you're not wondering what's up. We're not playing phone tag or things like that.
0: Oh, that's good. That's good. I used to work in the hotels. Hotel biz, I was a, uh, I ran housekeeping at the Grand Hyde and Bucket. As a matter of fact, I bought a lot of stuff in housekeeping. And the salespeople would hit my door. Gosh, I think I saw them every week. Yeah. You know, they'd pop in and just say, Hey, how's it going? And they'd give me a little trinket, even. Hey, you know, here's a little keychain, whatever. It was, and I never had a problem with it. And I developed a relationship with them. And we ended up talking about baseball more often than we did about business. That was smart. But I only called them when I needed something else. Right. All right. That is awesome. Anything else on that topic of shoring up business? I think we're good. <laughs> That's it? You're not going to give us all the tricks today? <laughs> well, I, I've got so many questions. This is good. All right. We've shored up our business. I like that. I think that makes great sense. Typing, uh, really nailing down your current pipeline and tapping into your current clients, making sure they're happy. And heck, you can do some up sales if you're current if you've been staying in touch with them. That's great. Okay. One of the challenges I have is this. I call one of those clients that I've got a proposal out to, and it's been simmering there for a little while. And they, uh, they say, hey, that looks really interesting. I call them. They go, yeah, it looks interesting, but I'm just not ready to pull the trigger right now. What do I do?
1: Your problem happened before you sent that proposal. Oh, no. I'm sorry to tell you. But... Oh. <laughs> Why? So there's a, there's a few things there. Good.
0: Not good, but tell me more.
1: Yeah. So, the thing you're selling, e-presence for that matter, yeah. helping people with social media. Right. Did they tell you when they wanted to get started oh. before you sent the proposal?
0: Dude, I, I, ask, I ask, when are you ready to go? Yesterday. Yeah.
1: <laughs> That's what they always say, right? Yesterday
0: is a really good response. And what's your response to that? My response is, it's going to take a little time to ramp up. Well, how much time? It'll
1: take a week. Great. So, you think we can get ready in a week? Well, we can get We're everything. switching now roles, by yeah, the way.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we can get things in place. We can start the process in a week.
1: Yeah. So the time to start thinking about when they're going to get back to you on a proposal or or they're waiting to pull the trigger Yeah. is when you, before you make the proposal. So what are you going to go through? Some questions to ask. Besides me offering you a proposal, what else do you need from me in order to make a decision? Mm, okay. Who else? Now with complex things that people sell. And, and I would even put yours in that book if you're talking to a company of, of any size. Who else is going to be involved in selecting me, funding me, implementing what I have to offer? All right. Can I meet those people before I make the proposal? I want to get their perspective. I want to make sure I get it right. right. You're starting to build some social conscience around what it is you have to offer. So they're interested, but they're not ready now. Well, that just tells me either there's something else that's more urgent to them Right. Or they don't have a sense of urgency, or they can't, just like the last question you asked, there's not a strong enough business case. Mm. This looks interesting, and what does interesting even mean? Yeah. So, well, how does that look interesting? What would this get you? So, these are the conversations you probably had before you put together your proposal, but you lost the deal to No Decision Inc. <laughs> because neither of you, neither them. of you have an idea what the business case is for your offering. Yeah. So this looks interesting. I'll we'll look at it later.
0: And and I what I like about what you've said, or what I you know actually I dislike a lot of it because it creates agita. But there the interesting thing for everybody I think here, else marks in pain right now. Yes, yes. What I like about what you just shared is it it does push us to think about these things in advance. We need to make sure we the people, the selling part of our, of our engine, of our company, need to think about things, these things. And I always, I struggle, I'll tell you this without a doubt, I struggle with asking the question of who else is involved in this decision? Because it means that I've got to try to talk to that other person. I need to get them in the loop.
1: What is your ultimate goal with a client? Oh, I want to sell them. No, no you, dude, wanna, actually, you want them I to want, succeed with your stuff.
0: Well, I want their, I want their money. You want,
1: <laughs> Mark, you want a success story.
0: Yeah, that's true. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
1: How do I get to a success story? Well, I need to involve people who are gonna buy from me, who are gonna fund me, and who are gonna help me implement my stuff at their company. So in order for me to do a great job proposing to you, I need their perspective. Hmm. Unless you're the oh, same, unless, like unless all these people are you. Right. Are you, are you writing the check? Will you be there with me looking over content on what I should load into LinkedIn? No, that'll be so-and-so. Right. Love to understand what their role is.
0: Because it helps everybody succeed.
1: Because I'm in business to be successful. Mm, I like that. Success isn't just getting the contract signed.
0: One of the things that we struggle with in social is someone will hire us and they don't have a marketing plan. They have no idea where they're going. And, And early on in our business, we would take on those clients. And because they didn't know where they were going, it was hard to prove we were producing a good product for them because right. there were no measurables so we build that in and in a way what you're saying is there's some other stakeholders here let's get them involved because their input will help everybody succeed so it's very similar to that marketing plan piece
1: i, I had a similar conversation with another coaching client of mine they were worried that they weren't going to be able to close this deal in time to implement what they have to, uh, what they do yep in time for to meet a deadline for the client i said well has the client identified who's on the project team on their end that you'll be working with to make sure this is successful. Mm-hmm. And they said, yep. well, if they have, they haven't told me. Right. I'm like, that's not good.
0: Yeah. Cause you got to ask.
1: Cause if you don't know who that person is, that yeah. means they're, they're going to have to assign someone. That's a danger in you hitting your deadline, even if you get this business. Mm-hmm. Cause like a lot of people, you don't get paid until it actually succeeds or it right. starts being implemented. Right. So it's like, all right, we need to ask that question cause it's a big qualifier on whether you're actually gonna get the deal or not. It's interesting, I'm not ready yeah. yet. Could be, it's interesting, but even if I sign a contract, I wouldn't know what to do with you yet. Yeah. Because
0: I'm not ready. As someone who's purchased services before, when I say, I'm just not ready yet, it's not a priority to me. And and I've, I've looked at it and i thought, okay, this is a service that I should, either I should consider, I believe that I should consider, and went through, went through the process and I decided, you know what? I'm not feeling like it's that big of a need that I need to do this right now. So you're right, the front end, they did not do a good job of convincing me, didn't ask enough questions to understand my needs to make me see this service is extremely valuable to you. Think of the
1: words you're using here, to to satisfy my needs. Why does someone need something? Mm -hmm. The only reason someone needs something, this is true business or consumer, the only reason something, someone needs something is because they're not reaching their goals or right. objectives. Right. I'm trying to improve, increase, or decrease X, but I can't because I have the following challenge or frustration. And if you have an offering that helps with that challenge or frustration to get to that improvement, increase, or decrease, you're golden. Right. If your customer can't map it from using your stuff to taking to care their- of my frustrations, my issues, my challenges, to reach my goals, forget it. I'm not going right. to use
0: it. Oh, it's a huge thing. All right, good. I'm doing a time check here. Oh, we got eight minutes. That means I can get the next question to you. This is good. All right, so what should I do if I send a proposal to a client and they just go dark? Should I call them? Should I harass them? Should I go knock on their door? What do I do? So
1: I was going to answer this one way, but I want to say something first. Yes. I'm noticing an awful lot of salespeople, especially age 25 to 35, who are afraid to call people.
0: Oh, absolutely.
1: They, they even use terms in our coaching sessions. Well, I spoke to them and they said, and I'm like, did you really speak to them or did they text or email you? No, we emailed. So they, right. they, the word talk is kind of like Coke in the South. <laughs> it's, it's, just, it's, right. it's soda. It's, it's, but talk includes chat and email. But yeah. what happens in email? Things get lost in translation. Oh, my gosh. Well, first yeah. things first. You send a proposal, call them up. Give them have a buzz. A, have yeah. a conversation. Yes, you should call right. them. Harass? So, what, no. So,
0: so this question is assuming that they are calling, but you're right. They may not be calling. It may be just email. They may be texting.
1: So there's two people, right? The ones who just proposed, and now what do I do? Or they're about to propose, what should I do? Mm-hmm. Hey, Mark, I'm going to send you a proposal, just like you asked. We've had, I think we have a tight cost-benefit analysis, your yep. use case is good and we'll be able to hit your implementation deadline.
0: And do you really, and so in, those, in that conversation, as you're preparing to send the proposal, about to hit send, is it really important at that point, do you think, to re-highlight all those values, the benefits the client's going to get from said service? If you sell
1: something that's a big ticket item, this needs to be a conversation. We need mm-hmm. to have a pre-proposal review to make sure I got it right.
0: Before it's, they get the proposal. Before they get the proposal. Good. That proposal
1: should have nothing new. It should just be a summary of all the different conversations I've had with you and your people previously. If you sell something smaller where it would be a nuisance to have three or four different conversations about the proposal and they're expecting it, right? I will say, hey, Mark, I'm going to send you this proposal like you requested. It will be there within 24 hours, 36 hours. Let's schedule a 15-minute check-in. How much time do you need to review it? I'll put it on our calendars so we can so we don't miss each other, wondering what's up, what's up. Right. So I call it hard scheduling. Good. So More I insist. Schedule. Yep. Do my clients hype? Now this does a couple things, by the way. Mark, how busy are you? Oh, I'm busy. Yeah. Well, you're no you're joke. busy professional, yeah. right? right? Right. How many of your prospects treat you like a busy professional?
0: Oh, my prospects don't care that I'm busy. They don't yeah. care.
1: They, they, they think yeah. of you as a little guy compared to them as the big guy. Right. They lead you around by their nose. As soon as you put your chest out and say, you know, I'm looking at my calendar. It's really busy. I don't want to miss each other after I send you this proposal. Let's schedule our next conversation. Mm. Today's Thursday. How about Monday at three o'clock? They're like, Oh, this person I need to sit up and listen to because they're a busy professional busy. like me, right. as opposed to a peon salesperson. Interesting. Whenever you say, if they say. Give me a call next week. I'll let you know what I I think of your proposal. How often do you actually get that call next week? Oh, yeah. Not going to happen. Do they answer it? No, because they're so busy. Right. Do they answer your email? No, it goes to the bottom of the pile. Right, right. But if you put it on their calendar, we're just trying to ratchet up that probability of success. Good. That it happens. Good. So get it hard scheduled.
0: All right. I've done all that. They no-showed on the call. Should I call and harass them?
1: Define harass.
0: Uh, I'm going to call them once a day, every day for seven days. That's harassment. <laughs> <laughs> but I call them. So you know, I'm not going to
1: call and say what's, what's up with my proposal. Yeah. What I will say is you said you wanted to get this done this week and your deadline of success is in jeopardy.
0: Because this is what you, if we don't get this done by this week.
1: Right. Oh, or, some sense or of urgency. you told me that once you implement this, you'll be getting $5,000 back in value from day one. Every day we delay, we're not getting it. So right. give them a reason to get to get back in touch with you. Three, like to, three to six contacts over a week, and they're still dark on you? It's time for a stale proposal letter.
0: Ooh, tell me what that is.
1: Hey, clearly, it's the, uh, if you remember, I'm not sure how old your audience is, there's a Seinfeld episode about, uh, it's not you, it's me. Costanza would say, I'm the king yeah. of thee, it's not you, it's me, trying yeah. to break up with people. Clearly, I don't understand your needs and frustrations Uh, as it relates to your goals so why don't we start over and i'm going to cancel the the proposal i gave to you and we'll start over please give me a call so we can make sure that i have it right it's not you it's me
0: oh i like that oh i think that's really interesting either
1: they continue to ghost you yeah they call you back and say No, no 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 i want to do it i'm signing i'm signing i'm signing rarely right they call you and say you know i really don't understand what's going on here and we start over
0: here's something else i like about this is because you said we're gonna, I'm going to cancel the proposal, and let's start the conversation over again. Number one, I just thought I just lost all the time I spent getting this done, and I may have a special deal on this proposal that may not end up on the next one. So there's a sense of urgency where I call and say, don't cancel it. Let's go back and look at this. There's a couple of things I want to change, but I don't want to start, start all over again. That's right. I like it. All right, just like I thought, we're running out of – we've burned through our That's 30 it. minutes of time. Just like that. Can you believe that? Uh, I'm not surprised where can people find you where would you like for people to go to track you down
1: two places my website is salesreformschool.com I have a lessons tab where you can read things that I've written about just the sort of things we've been describing right I'm fairly active on LinkedIn so that's probably even a better place to go okay Adam Shapiro on LinkedIn good find me there I'm not the CFO <laughs> I'm the one who runs sales perform school.
0: So there's a CFO out there named Adam Shapiro. There is, there is. There used to be a radio guy too in Atlanta. I do remember that. Yeah. All right. So your LinkedIn URL is specifically this. You are at LinkedIn.com/slash/in/slash/adshap. Adshap. That's right. So but you're Adshap. Does by that the mean way, anything? Yeah.
1: Does it mean anything?
0: Is it Did you just you just Adam slowly Shapiro, kn- you uh, were just knocking uh, off characters? I think it was, a, I think it, was a, what it
1: worked. I think it was assigned actually. By no, the way, this one's custom. Really?
0: Yeah, they would have put some numbers on it.
1: So something. Last time just, we talked, or
0: you just backspaced over the numbers. So last time we
1: <laughs> talked, we were in the middle of, of the pandemic, the right. early stages. Yep. One thing I had done was I had offered my Calendly link for thirty minutes to anyone in the world who wanted to connect. Because people were in their basements just doing work just, and felt a, isolated. Yeah, yeah. I talked to people in Saudi Arabia. talked to Shut people in Canada. I talked to people in South America, all over talked Georgia.
0: literally on the phone or you over did video? Zoom. Got it.
1: So my calendly, if you link to me on LinkedIn, I'll send you my 30-minute Calendly. You can grab 30 minutes on my calendar. Wow. And we'll, and we'll talk about anything you want to talk
0: about. Wow. So you're a therapist too. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Let's call it a coach.
0: Let's not answer that. Let's not go there. Well, listen, Adam, I always love spending time with you. Thank you so much for joining us here on How's Your E-Presence. You're welcome back for a fourth show very soon. Anytime, Mark. All right, man. I appreciate you. So for the rest of you folks, thank you for joining us here on How's Your EPresence? This show is produced by E-Presence, social media solved. Our website is epresence.me, that's epresence.me, because it's all about you. We manage personal and company social media, which means if you've got a personal page you want help on, we got it. If you are running an organization and you've got a, say you've got a chief marketing officer and they can't seem to get social media right, we can help you out with that. If you're interested in our offerings, you as a How's Your e-presence listener, automatically get a 5% discount on all of our services you can grab that by clicking the link well actually you can't click the link on your screen but if you go to the link on your screen e-pr.me listener you can fill out the quick form there and we will give you a buzz just like Adam talked about before we'll figure out what your needs are and whatever we put in front of you we'll give you a 5% discount on Or, you're welcome to give us a call. Our phone number is 404-939-8094. E-Presence, or how's your E-Presence, that is, is everywhere. We broadcast live each month here at Business Radio X on the 3rd, Thursday at 3. But you can listen to any of our shows anytime, 24-7, by going to businessradiox.com and selecting the Gwinnett Studio you can also find us on YouTube, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook. But whatever you do, hit that subscribe button on the screen so you know when we go live. If you like podcasts, be sure to add us to your app. You can get more information on our podcast at ePresence.me podcast. Our in-house producer is Mackenzie Munzer. Our Business Radio X production crew is uh, Mike Salmon and his protege... Connor Connor I got to get your name on my on my script here but these guys do great work we so appreciate everything that they do until next time for my guest Adam Shapiro I am Mark Galvin thank you for joining us on How's Your Represence